Welcome to episode 135 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your host, the titular Stace, and joining me actually live in my kitchen slash parlour today is my very good friend, a wonderful internet personality and delightfully faced, Ruth Husko. Hi. Welcome. I always like it when you say titular. Everybody does because it's got the word tit in it. Yeah. That's why I like the word sausages because it has the word jizz in it. (laughs) I never really thought of it that way. Adam Buxton said that. I can't claim that joke. It's not me being funny. You've got to be one of the only people I know who uses the word titular, and I'm here for it. It's good, isn't it? I never used to have like a proper intro to the show, and then I started saying titular, and so many people like, that I just started. To, that's now the thing. That's my thing now. Welcome to the parlour. Thanks. I've never I've never been to the parlour before. I've known about the parlour for many, probably like 10 years, is it? Oh, God, yeah. It'd be 11 years in February. So, I'll imagine that. For the casual no. listener, I've been friends with Stacey since we both worked at Music Zone in 2003 or something like Ooh, that. Four. I think, yeah. So, I've been friends with Stacey for a long time, but she has actual interests <laughs> and I don't have any. So, this is why I've never done the podcast before because she actually watches things and, and does things and I, I just watch I'm a Celebrity. And... I don't do many things. I do watch an inordinate amount of stuff. Like, if I'm not working, I'm probably in front of the telly. Yeah. Which isn't a thing really that I'm proud of, but you know. It helps when you're doing a pop culture. No, I, like, I really like watching the telly. I just don't do it. I've only seen four films, as we know, and one of them is Hollow Man. <laughs> Hollow Man. Imagine seeing Hollow Man. Hollow Man at the cinema. At the cinema. Yeah. But it, was it a date? I was with my first shit boyfriend. I was with the boyfriend who wanted to feel other women's tits and write them down in a book. Did he ever make that book? <laughs> I, 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 would love to, I would love to pirate it because I don't <laughs> want to give him money. I don't, I don't uh, what's the word, endorse pirating. I just, but, you know, for that guy, maybe I do. No, and I don't endorse <laughs> feeling other women's tits and writing no, them down in a book. No, not, not non-consensually. <laughs> do you think if a bloke approached you and said, can I feel your tits, it's for my book? <laughs> that was his... <laughs> That was his bargaining tool. His opening gambit. No, no, this was, this was, we'd been together for four years. That was how he was trying to bargain with me. He'd been out that night and felt up another woman's tits. We're straight into it, aren't we, on this? We are. He'd been out that night, felt up another woman's tits, came back, he had a go at me, said, oh, you make me feel guilty. I was like, why? And he's like, because I felt a woman's tits. I was like, not really my problem. Not really my fault. I didn't know anything about it. And then he said, well, and I was like, right, okay. And he was like, well, we can still tie together. I'd just like to feel other women's tits and, and, you know, maybe write them down in a book. And unbelievably, yes, reader, I stayed with him for probably another few months after that. (laughs) I can't imagine a situation in which anybody would say to me, I want to write a book about boobs. And I would go, yeah, all right. (laughs) Your partner, yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I can't fathom. Anyway, right. Anyway, he's he's married now. He's married. What a a lucky lady. (laughs) What a lucky like I'm very lucky to how lucky you are. Um, so folks, we're gonna do something a bit different this time. So as as is normal in the parlour, we usually ramble about films and stuff. Um, but by virtue of the fact that I've not really seen anything good since the last time I recorded, um, and the fact that Ruth has only seen four films, one of which was Our Man, um, <laughs> we're gonna do something a bit different. So I'm gonna actually hand over the hosting reins to our lovely guest. So one of the things I've been interested in for a while is something I read on the New York Times, which is 36 questions you ask someone and at the end, you're guaranteed to be in love, guys. <laughs> so I've got the questions in front of me. It says, if you want to fall in love with someone or make your love even stronger, get some wine, sit down with someone you love 
and let's get started. Let's get asking these questions. So I hope you'll enjoy listening to me. I already love Stacey, but we're going to we're gonna try and deepen that love today. And also I think it'd be nice for, I don't know how well your listeners know yet, intimately. Well, I am a bit of an open book, but I am worried that this is the episode where they're going to find out that I'm incredibly dull. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're just going to... We're just going to get straight into it. So the way it's going to work is uh, I read a question, we Stacey will answer and I answer as well, then Stacey will ask a question back. Uh, all 36 questions shouldn't take much longer than an hour, so it might be quicker if you are dull. <laughs> yeah, if I'm just like, yes, and then that's it, dead silence. Well, neither of us have prepped as well. I can't remember what any of the questions are, so <laughs> let's get started. Stacey, question one. Yes. If you can invite anyone in the world to dinner... Who would it be? You. Um, no. <laughs> I was going to do that and be uh, sickening. But yeah, I did just treat you to lunch, didn't I? So I always find questions like this really hard because I feel like I'm going to say someone. And then like an hour down the line, I'll be like, no, of course, this person. But like my gut reaction is Ben Schwartz. Oh, yeah, you love Ben Schwartz. Because I love him. Yeah. Uh, but not not in a weird, like, I want to take him on a date and he'll fall in love with me way. But just, you know, I think it would be a really funny evening and I love to laugh. Yeah. Don't you just love laughing? Of course I do. Um, I uh, and I do love Ben Schwartz, yeah. Have you seen him on Comedy Bang Bang as no. Rodney Weber? No. I need to show you that later. So for those who don't know, Comedy Bang Bang is like a, oh my God, that podcast has been going on in this one, I think. And it's hosted by Scott Ackerman and he gets comedians to come on playing like improv as weird characters. And he, he had a TV show for a while. I think it ran for about four seasons. And there was a recurring character called Rodney Weber, played by Ben Schwartz, who was supposed to be a publicist. So every episode, it'd be like, oh, I've got Leonardo DiCaprio. And then Ben Schwartz would come out and be like, no, no, you phoned me. Why did you phone me when you wanted Leonardo DiCaprio? But the hilarious, there's two hilarious things about this character. The first is the fact that he can't say publicist. So he keeps saying, I don't know why you're calling me. I'm only Tom Hanks' publicist. <laughs> Um, and the other thing is he keeps leaning over into Scott's lap and shouting things into his dick oh, for like absolutely no reason. And you can tell that Scott is trying really hard not to laugh. Um, it's very funny. I'll have to show you that later. But yeah, I just think it would be like a really funny... I'd, it would be one of those evenings though where I'd be like, oh God, do I have to be now? And then probably panic and shit myself and die. But it'd be a nice time, maybe. What sort of dinner would you like to go for? I like carbs. Mm. <laughs> I feel like a big sexy pasta dinner where I'm going to have like a starter that's probably made of bread. Yeah. And then a, and then a main that's probably made of pasta and or bread. And then like a big sexy tiramisu. We're thinking Bella Italia. We're thinking, We're thinking Ask Italian. Italian. <laughs> We're thinking Ask. Strade. Strade. I know Strade's closed down. It might, yeah, I don't remember seeing it for a while. No. I went to an Ask Italian the once and got really put off going there for like three years because we were sat right by the little window where mm. the waiters bring all the empty plates and they kept dropping food down the walls. So there was just like a big schmear no. of disgusting, like coagulated foodstuffs. Or the Italian restaurants are available. They are. Chain restaurants And are I can available. say I have been to Ask since and liked it. So like, don't sue me or anything for saying that you had food on the wall. I will gladly, I'll gladly take any, any promotional offers from us. I'll take promotional <laughs> I love food. God, if a food company was like, hey, can I do an advert on your podcast? I'd be like, no one listens to it, but sure. Do you have ads? You might have to cut this out. Do you have ads on your podcast? No, I don't. Okay. I don't have enough listeners, but even if I did, I really want control over what I advertise. Because mm. there's nothing worse to me than when you're listening to a podcast that you like and then like Pierce Morgan's there going, yeah. watch my TV show. And you're like, I don't want to, you're a cunt. It's got to be in line with the values. <laughs> exactly. The so if it's food, then um, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shall I? I'll, I answer. Just... So I'll answer the question now, Go I guess. On. Is it me? 
Uh, well, I would, now this is interesting. So for me, it's like I'd feel that if I was inviting someone I really love to dinner, I'd find that a lot of stress. Yeah. So it's got to be someone I want to interrogate. Okay. So I know we've talked a bit about paedophiles earlier, but do you remember <laughs> the teacher who ran off with a girl in year nine and they went to France? I talk about this person yeah. quite a lot. I want to go to dinner with him because I want to know the thought Why? process. Yeah. Right. He was married, yeah? He was married for a year. He got a house with his wife. He risked it all for a girl who was in year nine at the time. I don't know. I think she was near nine. They went to France. And now they've split up. Like, they went to France. He's he's convicted sex offender. He went to prison. She uh, met someone her own age. Mate, of course. Like, I want to speak to him and go, what did you think was going to happen? I remember what I was like in year nine. Mm. And I can't imagine how that would be appealing to anyone who wasn't also in year nine. I think he... And he was the... Aside from if you're a paedophile, yeah. What, how, how he, she was attracted to him? No, the other way around. Like, what is it that you would see me in, like, an absolute... Because I was a knob when I was in year nine. But men... Like, I was stupid. But was, men... Men, he was just thinking about that, you know, year, year nine... You might have to cut that out. Oh, definitely. Men Men are attracted to youth, aren't they? And that's Mm. the thing. So so that's the person. I can't remember his name, but that's so he's got a new girlfriend now. He's out of prison. Uh, he's got a new girlfriend now, kind of I think he's own. Does his new girlfriend know? She must do, because it's all in the papers. Oh my god. She must do though. Uh, I just want to inter- it got to be someone I interrogate yeah. and say so you know what? what were you think? what were you thinking <laughs> I can see your reasoning there because yeah. I do think if I was to have dinner with like even a like a lower level celeb that I'm not like madly for I think even then I'd feel wildly uncomfortable and a bit nauseous yeah yeah. so yeah. it's someone someone I'm going to do just throw a, up on a famous person it's got to be I'm doing a Louis <laughs> Theroux on this person I like it Dinner could be anything, don't care. It's all... The, the, the meal for me is seeking the truth. Yeah. Mm. That's mine. I love it. I love it. Let's go on to question two, shall we? Would you like to be famous and in what way? A really quick answer from me. Yes, I'd love to be famous. Just uh, just to annoy... Just to annoy the people. Just to really kiss <laughs> Just all the, all the people that told you you couldn't when you were younger. Just, just not even that. Just people who've wronged me in some way <laughs> and really make me pain. Write your own book on boobs. Yeah, that was yeah, exactly. <laughs> just in what way? Uh, just to just to write stuff. I mean, Twitter's made me mildly uh, famous, and but that's all going to go. I know. So I know. By the time this episode comes out, there might not even be a Twitter. I know. God. So, uh, so I'd like to. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be famous for my tweets. And if you don't follow mm. me on Twitter. Do it. Follow me at Dan Cackroyd. Yeah. Uh, Ruthless Girl. Yeah, so that's me. That's me. Okay. Well, I would like to be famous, but in a very specific way, which is the kind of famous where no one knows what you look like, so you don't get paparazzi harassed. So I'm right. thinking like voice actor, mm. maybe. And you've done a bit of voice acting, haven't you? I have, yeah. I haven't listened to it because I'm scared it's bad. <laughs> Listen, yeah, this is the problem. <laughs> this is what's standing, your, your own worst enemy. You are oh, the person am. who's standing in front of your success. Yeah, I have had people tell me that I'm very good in the... So I was in series two of an audio drama called Raygun and Starburst. Listen to it, guys, if you haven't. <laughs> say, if you haven't listened I to, haven't it, listened to it. it, could be shit. Um, I'm very aware that all the rest of the cast were very good and it felt like we were like doing 
doing a good thing when we were recording it but I'm just I cannot bring myself to listen to it because I'm very very frightened that I'll be like oh what a giant non-voice actory sore thumb I am uh, so yeah. yeah I've listened to it and it was very good oh thank you and I think you should listen to it <laughs> I'm very frightened but I feel like if I was if I had confidence in myself then that would probably be where I'd be sort of leaning towards because it feels like a level of fame I can deal with where I could still go to you know insert Italian restaurant here and people would be like oh my god it's Stacey Taylor so voice acting would mm. be I think so yeah 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 would you your podcasting yeah, nobody saying, has to see my face there either. you're mildly famous from your, for your podcasting as well no <laughs> guys come on no audience you know her you oh. know who she is okay no. let's go to let's question go. three. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, I think I know what you're going to say. This. Before on. making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going oh, to say God. and why? So I will not make a telephone call yeah. unless I absolutely have to. And I will not take a telephone call unless I absolutely have to because I have a bit of a thing about phones. I'm, I'm, I've got anxiety. And so I don't like phone conversations because I can't see the person and their body language and their facial expressions. And my brain can't gauge, was what they just said sarcastic? Are they, like, trying to roll me up? Like, what is happening? I can't judge tone. (laughs) I'm very bad at it on the internet as well, but I find that that's why I use a lot of emoticons. Because I'm like, I'll always, like, tell a joke and then put a stupid, like, winky face. So it's like, I'm joking, just joshing. Um, Which is probably a very weird thing to do when you're almost 40 well I just think on Twitter though it can be hard can't it but you've got to go this this is a joke this is a joke everybody just put the joke klaxon at the start but yeah so with phone calls I won't I'll if I have to make a call for some reason I won't rehearse it necessarily but I'll try to think of the various ways the call might go so that I'll feel a bit more prepared for it Hmm. Um, but yeah I just and I hate taking call I, me and my sister have this argument all the time because she's the kind of person who'll just phone me up and be like what do you want to get mum for a birthday in three months and I'm like it's in three months what about this conversation made you think it was important enough for me to drop everything right now she had a go at me once because I didn't answer the phone because I was having a shit and I was like Zoe do you want to listen to me have a shit absolutely not no of course you don't like of course you don't so uh, just just text me what do I want to get mum for a birthday and she's got an Amazon wish list don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) is she one of those people who rings you when she's in the car you know some people do that they're just in the car you can't fucking hear them they keep dropping out it sounds like they're in a tin can miles away she started using the kids against me now oh the kids want to FaceTime yet do they though or do you just want to ring me for some reason yeah she did FaceTime me recently though when I was sat in Wagabombers by myself and my my niece decided to tell me a story about how she pooed in a field near their house and Zoe took it home in a dog poo bag Oh god! <laughs> really loudly while I was sitting wagon mothers and I was like, "Oh, people are eating." What a delightful conversation! But yes, I hate phones. Don't phone me. I had, a, I had a feeling you would say you weren't going. People always find it strange because they're like, "You do a podcast where you literally call people up and then just talk about anything and it goes anywhere." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I know the parameters of that yeah. are going to be we're going to talk about films or telly or something." And you're in sort of in control, actually, host. Yeah. Because I can also say, do you know what? We've gone off topic. Let's say something else. Yeah. And just steer it steer back. Steer it back. Just talk about it. Uh, but yeah, no, hate phones. Don't like them. What about you? I used to not like phones, but I'm just kind of fine with it now. <laughs> I worked grown up. I just, oh, when I worked at the Glee Club for four years in the box office, so I'd be constantly like answering the phone. You just, mm-hmm. I just had to get used to it, really. 
do I reverse, reverse what I'm going to say? No, I don't think so. Unless it's a diff- difficult conversation, unless I've got to lie about something. <laughs> For example, <laughs> a ringing in sick. Which people don't do that anymore. They just text. Oh. So no, I've got. I'm, I'm kind of all right. I didn't used to be. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of my accent. Um, oh, I get that a lot. Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody recently who was getting really stressed about the fact the way that I said owl. Because like, we'd, we'd done a we'd done personality tests and it told you what animal you were. It was for a work thing. Like, oh, it's not something I would normally have done. And she was like, oh, what did you come out as? And I was like, oh, apparently I'm the owl. And she was like, the owl? I was like, no, an owl? She was like, what are you saying? And I was like, oh my God, you know, the bird, like the bird, the nighttime bird that goes, Ooh. how were you meant to say owl? Owl. 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 says one. Like, <laughs> owl. It's like one syllable. Short, sharp. Owl. 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 Should be owl. Just owl. But uh, it's owl. S and L, isn't it? Owl. <laughs> okay. Question the fourth. Oh no, my, my question isn't loading. Ruth, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh wow, perfect day. Uh, I'll get up it's sunny I haven't got to go to work because I'm a millionaire <laughs> and I go to Alton Towers uh, I, I, love, I love going to Alton Towers and I go on all the rides and there's no queues and I children uh, <laughs> there's no there's no one there apart from me there's maybe like 15 people there just to give it a bit of atmos yeah you know a bit of atmos uh, all my friends are there as well they've got the days off uh, we go on all the rides <laughs> and then uh, then I go to a restaurant after and eat loads of food none of it has any calories in don't put weight on mm-hmm. uh, drink loads uh, and don't get a hangover the next day perfect oh I go home and I watch something like four in a bed or come dine with me or I'm a celebrity get me out I watch an absolute shit some fucking shit shit telly uh get asleep and then yeah that's pretty much a perfect day for me i like it i say i mean I, I like it for you i don't like it for me yeah because i'm not an Orton towers gal and i am such an Orton towers girl i'm an Orton <laughs> towers hun i'm a i'm a right i'm a i'm a slave to the Orton towers <laughs> i don't think i've ever actually even been because just the, the prospect of being on rides is upsetting to me it's not for everyone. I, I used to be a coat holder. I used to wear all the coats. But then I just thought, you know what? I'm paying to come. I need to go on all the roads. Yeah. Come on then. What's a perfect day for stay? A perfect day for me. Bit of a line. Yeah. I want it to be warm, but I don't want it to be so hot that I've got a boob sweat. Because mm. this this summer, this year, almost killed me. Hated it. The worst. Um, thank you, global. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like a nice sort of breezy, the kind of day where you can sit in a pub garden with a light jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Light jaquito. Like Chiquito, I want to go. I want to go to the cinema and see something good, mm. and then I want to have lunch somewhere nice. Mm. Where's then, the lunch? Oh, it's your perfect day. It's my perfect day. I mean, I don't know. Probably some for a lunch because I don't want anything too insane. Probably just have like a, a nice, like sexy sandwich somewhere. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. a bit weird, but yeah, it's oh. your perfect day. Yeah, and then I'd like to go to the beach, but I'd like the beach to only have like the people that I care about on it. Um, no sand or sand. Sand, but not like. Oh, I hate it when you go to the beach and you just lose all of your footwear in yeah, the sand because yeah. it's a disaster. Sit around on the beach for a bit, a couple of cocktails, having a chat, having a laugh, maybe play a bit of footy or a little bit of volleyball or something, a little bit of fun. Go and eat a load of pasta, just so much pasta. We're at another Italian <laughs> chain. It's becoming yeah, a theme. Oh, yes. I love pasta. Sponsored by... Uh, <laughs> Sponsored by... Uh, Dolmy. I would then probably go for more drinks, more chatting with my mates, maybe a bit of bowling because I like a bit of bowling. Yeah, yeah. Pack it in. Yeah, and then uh, and then go to bed and actually go immediately to sleep yes. and stay as <laughs> such. 
that would be if I could get a cure for insomnia for my perfect day oh wow, chef's kiss do you know I should have mentioned that I can go to sleep straight away mm. for about 90 minutes and then I'm awake for the rest of the night oh no so I'm the opposite way around it's like oh, I'm still awake at 2am cursing the entire world like why are you doing this to me I've got to get up at 7 why what time um, do you go to bed some very interesting ways. <laughs> what time did you go to bed? I t- it depends. Like we've tried various times, thinking that maybe if I went a bit later, it'd be fine. No, so it's anywhere between sort of like ten and half eleven, depending on how I'm feeling. Suit so, me. Yeah, maybe try <laughs> later. You know. Mm, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I should have included a, a, a full eight hours sleep. <laughs> oh yes, my turn to ask you. It Question is. five. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? <laughs> what a question for me this is. So um, one of the things that my husband has to put up with, my husband and mutual friend, this Ruth, mm. by the way, is the person who introduced me to the, to my Richard. I did. So um, thank you for that. Pleasure. It was good. Pleasure. So one of the things he sort of has to put up with is the fact that if I know the lyrics to a song and it's on, I'm going to sing it. I can't help it. It's like yeah. a reflex. Even if it's a song I don't like, if I know the words, it's happening. It's fun to sing. I think it's fun to sing and it's fun for the listener. Well, I don't know how much that's true in my case, but Rich hates it because he's he's of the mindset of if you put a song on, you want to hear the song, you don't want to hear your wife. Walling it to the side, yeah. You know, don't want to hear that wife. Get her back in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time I sung to myself was probably earlier today when I was on the toilet. Yeah. Um, because the bathroom, our bathroom is really good acoustics. Ah, it's great for singing yeah, in the shower. Yeah. I found as well, and this is a little like anxiety type tip for people that when I'm working from home on my own and I get a bit weird about it because I've become a bit weird since Covid I don't really like being on my own like at all and it's not necessarily me being clingy to rich it's just clingy to sort of people but people I care about like I don't want to go to the office because I don't Mm. care about those people but I found that singing helps yeah, weirdly, don't know why. So, what were you singing on the toilet to yourself? Um, well, I just, I just had my liked playlist on Spotify. I'm a bit of a shuffle, just singing whatever came up. I think I was singing "Naked" by Lizzo, which is very sexy to be singing while you're having a, a number two. I don't think I know that song. It's off her new album, and it's basically like, "Here I am, naked, I bet it, lads." Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're, while you're having a shit, while I'm having a shit. <laughs> what a beautiful visage that is, I've got to say. Um, but the last time I sang to somebody. I think I sang a bit of a song when I was recording an episode of Never Seen the other day because we were talking about Planet of the Apes. So I started singing that musical from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. He's like, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Yeah. But I love singing. I'll sing it anywhere, all the time. Like, yeah, always singing. Exact same. It's easier for me to say when I'm not singing. I sing (laughs) all the fucking time. I live on my own. Which is oh, brilliant. Which is so fine. Singing. What I find is if I've been listening to a certain song a lot, I'll just start singing a bit from a song. Mm-hmm. Um, at the minute, the song I sing all the time is probably a song you don't know. It's a deep cut from a status quo album called Heavy Traffic. <laughs> no, you're right. I don't know. The song's called The Oriental. No. Now, <laughs> it's questionable in its lyrical content. Oh, no. But <laughs> I, uh, there's a bit in it like, I'm going across the border. If you're a Quo fan, you'll know it. And I just sing it, uh, the guitar bit as well. I sing that all the time. And I'm a bit of a Quo fan because I think mm. they're funny. So I think, yeah. I think Intentionally funny. I, I don't think they're unintentionally funny, like Rod Stewart like, uh, and Tom Jones. I, I, but singing to, other, singing to someone, I'm, I sing to whoever, you know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll just... It, it, and in my mind, as I say... 
It's fun for me. It's fun for them. Oh, I sing a lot on the internet. I sing a lot on Twitter. I sing a lot on you Instagram. Do you sing I film. A lot on this? I watch Top of the Pops every Friday, and I'll sing some of the songs. Uh, which I really enjoy, and it turns, I enjoy listening to them. Thank you. Other people do as well, uh, which is quite nice for me. Some of my favourite karaoke memories are, are with you. At the, <laughs> little karaoke. Oh box, yeah, I love karaoke. Just writhing on the ground, singing "Boys, Boys, Boys." Yeah, I was to breathe this "Boys, Boys, Boys," like me slapping the floor, just going mad, <laughs> jumping around. I do a lot of jumping around. Often, people have told me to calm down. But why? Um, <laughs> I'm very, very comfortable. Uh, whose turn is it to ask the question? I think it's... Do you know what? I think, I think it's my turn to ask you. It's okay, right. go on then. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Question six. Um, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you prefer? Oh, God. Um, so, okay, so I'm either going to have a 30-year-old body, but I'm going to be basically going senile. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to be... Um, Very astute in a 90-year-old body. <sighs> well, my body's never been brilliant, even, <laughs> even at 30. I mean, I was a beast when I was 16. So, actually, that's that's not right to say that about, you know, my body's not brilliant. It's I've, I've not been very health healthy. Is that the right thing to say? Let's cut this out. Let's cut this bit out. <laughs> I'm just going to go for the banter, the banter brain. Yeah. I'm going to go for the knowledge and have a have a 90 year old body. Aging's fine. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that because yeah. I, one of the things that terrifies me more than anything else is losing my mind because mm. I've seen too many of my family members yeah. go through it and I've seen what it does to everybody around them. Yeah. And I already have a bad memory. <laughs> like my brain isn't all that great as it is. So I feel like, yeah, I don't want to have a 90-year-old brain, so I'd rather, like, yeah, have 30-year-old me. Although, I'd, I'd actually prefer, like, now me, because 30-year-old me was very much mired in, like, diet culture this and is the really thing. hating myself and thinking yeah. I was a disgusting, fat, horrible blob who wasn't worthy of love. Yeah. Um, but now me is still not particularly happy with my body, but much more accepting of the fact that at least it works and I'm not sad about it all the time anymore. It's, it's <laughs> like to think about a few years back when you were 30, how much kind of diet culture and the, the kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the kind of uh, like people rallying against that, which mm. is a good thing, mm. I think, because it's not, this this whole thing as well about the word fat, like it, it, saying someone has saying someone I don't want people calling not, me fat because I but, am fat. But you're not, you have fat. Well, everyone does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think that's all totally wrong. And you know, uh, I the the, the 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 kind of the way that we were brought up in the nineties. I'm going to get on a serious thing now. The way we were no, born in the nineties is just like. It was low slung jeans. It was belly button piercings. It was a crop flat stomach. It was crop tops. It was you didn't see belly button piercings. The only sort of um, plus size representation I remember seeing is Missy Elliott when I saw her on mm. MTV, and I was like, oh my god, like you know, she's she's bigger as well, and all of that stuff. I, like I couldn't find clothes to fit me no. when I was younger. There was clothes used to go up to size fourteen, and that was it. Now you get a wealth of sizes, which is correct, which is right. You know, it's not like you're saying people of a certain size, you're basically saying you shouldn't wear clothes. Oh, you shouldn't be out and about and in the view of other people. Yeah, you should be wearing Because you're disgusting. You should be sitting at home under a blanket. If you get a blanket that's big enough to go in. So... I yeah I think you were totally right like uh that the, you were less happy with your body mm. at 30 than you are now yeah. and I'm the same I've recently put on a bit of weight but we I'm, all actually, through lockdown, I'm actually fine with it like yeah. it's 
it's not a big deal. I I'm in that weird position at the moment where I wouldn't say I was fine with it. Like if if I could wake up tomorrow and be thinner than this, I'd probably say yeah, let's do that. But it's not it's not so much because I hate myself. It's because I'm very aware of how everybody else looks at me. Well, I think the, the, that the trick is to. Not give a shit, not to care about that, <laughs> because that says everything about those people and not you. If you're mm. happy the way, what would being thinner get you? Well, that's mean? the thing you see is that like so being thinner for me wouldn't actually be that much of it because I'm not a you know I've got no like health issues because of my size or anything like that. But for me, it'd be more just about the other people accepting me as I am because it, it frustrates me that I feel like I have to prove myself more to people. I like oh actually like I can be quite funny and quite smart when I want to and I'm you know loyal and friendly and nice and do you know what I mean like you feel like you have to work that bit harder because people look at you and think oh no you're a lazy slobber but that's kind of in your head so <laughs> I don't think you know people some people might think that but some people won't like a lot of mm. people won't and it's kind of overcoming that thing in your head isn't it yeah. of, of I think this person might think this and it's like actually whatever they think is, is none of my business who gives a shit yeah exactly yeah. I don't care so that question um sort of went into a bit of a no, that's is that what this is for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> it's true. Sorry, guys, it's right. So, seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I actively will not think about this. Okay. Death terrifies me. I don't want to think about because what I'll do is if I think about oh, I wonder how I might die, is I'll start thinking about things like what if I had a stroke now. <laughs> Like I'll be like, mm. what if I had a pulmonary embolism this instant and yeah. I just died? Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't think about it at all. I don't like to think about it. I like to think that it'll be when I'm like old enough that I'll just be like, yeah, it's my time. Like yeah. I, I hope it doesn't happen like tomorrow. But that's as much as I've thought about it. I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I've never really thought about it that much. I think that's a really healthy attitude because <laughs> if there's like something you can control, do something about it. If you can't control well, it, well, this like, is the thing. Like you it. hear these horror stories, don't you? About like, oh, you know, such and such just literally dropped down dead yesterday of yeah. like nothing. And I'm like, well, how do you accommodate for that in your own head? So I just don't. I just don't think about it. Yeah, at all. When it happens, it happens. I know exactly. I'll die uh, choking on a piece of food. Question eight. <laughs> Do you know, a friend of mine said recently that um, her neighbour lived like her worst nightmare because her and her neighbour both live alone. And she got this frantic knocking on her door. And when she answered it, it was her neighbour choking. And she was like, <gasps> like at oh the door. And she was like, I just cannot stop thinking about the fact that like if I hadn't been in, she might have died on my doorstep. I'm just like, fucking hell. Well, I never really chew my food properly. because I'm always You should of, do that. I know. I'm it's always in a rush. Better. Yeah, and it's good for your digestion. Digestion, guys, if you don't know, this, digestion starts in the mouth. It really does start <laughs> in the mouth. Um, and I just rush. I rush all the time and I'm greedy. So, yeah, that's, that's how I'll die. The next question, question the eighth, is uh, is a bit weird because it's about your partner. So I don't quite know how to approach this because if we were on an actual date trying to fall yeah. in love with one another, I don't know. I think we should. the way we should do this is name three things maybe that you would look for in a partner. Okay. Maybe. I can easily do that. So, uh, am I asking you this one? I think it was. I think it was me asking you. Three things I would I would look for in a potential partner. They've got to be funny, like fun and ideally funnier than me. Um, yeah, I, I want them to be funnier than me. Okay. Because I find that attractive. I find that threatening. <laughs> see, this is the difference. But no, see, so this is where people are going to go. Oh, does that mean Rich isn't as funny as Stace, or as Stace thinks you? Stace, no, I think me and Rich are apart. Funny in your own right. <laughs> 
but no, I want I want the person to be funnier than me. It rarely happens because I'm very funny. That's true. Um, and uh, so looks wise, I don't really care about how someone's looks, but I do like I do like men with big noses. Me too. Why is that? There was What's a study. For? There was a study come out that says if a man's got a big nose, got a big willow. That, well, I don't, that doesn't I don't mean care. anything to me. I don't care about how big the willy is. I want them to have a big nose. Yeah, a prominent. I like a prominent nose. Do you know what? I just like I like features that are a little bit off. You know, interesting yeah. faces. Yeah, I like interesting featured men. Uh, so so funny, um, big nose, and what else would I like them to be? Kind and nice. And I'll tell you what even tempered there is yeah. no bigger turn off than someone with a bad temper mm-hmm. um, I had an ex-boyfriend who had such a bad temper he once smashed up a pan because his uh, soft boiled eggs turned out to be hard boiled brilliant <laughs> it was a man in his 40s he's married now a very <laughs> um, a, he's married to a woman who's like 20 years younger than him whatever oh dear um, a very unbe- very unbecoming quality so mm-hmm. big nose uh, funny and even tempered they're my three okay. things what about you the sense of humour is definitely a big one for me. Definitely got to be able to make me laugh. But but I want, but I want to feel like I'm on a part. Like, maybe not, like, I don't mind if they're a bit funnier than me, but what I don't want is to feel like I'm a dumbo in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be just like giddily giggling all the time, but not bringing any yeah. of my hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> my giant A game of, of humour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the face I just pulled. Um, so yeah, got to make me laugh. Yeah. Loyal. Yeah. D- like d- honesty, loyalty—they're sort of like a long side. Yeah, just don't, just don't be a dickhead. I would much rather somebody tell me like I'm not in love with you anymore and just leave me mm. than cheat or something like that. Like yeah. just that deception and that lack of like respect for me as a person just mm, stresses me out. And um, being generous, oh, in all areas. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the physical aspects don't really bother me that much because I find, and I don't know if this is a product of my asexuality or not, but I find myself much more romantically attracted to personalities than I am to features. So, like, I can appreciate a handsome man and be mm. like, mm, that's very aesthetically pleasing. But I look at it the same way I do as, like, a beautiful painting in that yeah. I appreciate it, but I don't want to fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, you're not sexually erased by it. Exactly. But so, yeah, I'm much more attracted to Yeah, it's the, the, the sense of humour is the big one. If someone can make me laugh, I'll probably fancy them. If it's, you're a comedian, look out, is what I'm saying. Well, uh, I mean, so you're, look out. You're all right because you're, you're all point. right because male comedians are, are the worst people on the earth. So. They are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, is this. Am I've I lost track of who's asking what now? I'll do this one. Okay. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? This is difficult, right, because I don't want to seem ungrateful about other things. But I think it's actually my mum not pushing me into university. Oh, And I will tell you for why. Because, and this isn't for me to blow smoke up my own arsehole, even though I am actually about to blow a load (laughs) of smoke up my own arsehole. But when I was at college... I did well enough that I could have gone to Cambridge or Oxford if I'd have wanted Way. to. I probably wouldn't have got in because of my postcode. <laughs> yeah, okay. but I could have. I could definitely have applied. I didn't know that. I've got three A's at A level. I got bloody. I got C D E. Three A's at A level, and all of my teachers were very much like, "Please go to university. It would look very good for our school, especially if you got into Oxford and Cambridge." But at the time, I hadn't got a fucking clue what I wanted to do, and I was like, "I am not going to go into debt 
spend years in higher education like I was already at a point where I was like I'm so sick of like learning revising and exams and coursework Mm. but I was like I'm not spending all that time effort and money picking a random subject out of the air only to then leave university and be like oh actually I want to be a marine biologist and I've got a degree in English lit (laughs) like that's just so not useful so I didn't go and my mum was totally chill about it because I was like, you're going to be disappointed. Because there's someone at my door. door. Do you know what? I think it's Richie's Christmas presents. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> We're just going to have a little break. What were we even talking about? So uh, your mum not pushing you into university. So your mum was really cool about you not going. Yeah, so... Um, because I remember going to her crying the one time and I was like, are you going to be disappointed in me if I just get a job in a shop? And she was like, well, no, because this is, you do what you want to do. And if I had gone to uni, I would never have met you. I would never have met Rich. I would never have got married and I would not be here today. So had your mum ever expressed an interest in you going to university? She talked to me about it in the sense of like, you know, what do you want to do? What sorts of things do you feel you'd want to do? But I think she was very aware that like, I don't know if this is a British thing or just my school. They did nothing in the way of like careers advice. Yeah. So they didn't give you any sort of idea of what you could possibly do with the degrees that you were going to go and do. They just wanted the numbers of who's gone to university from our school. Yeah. So, yeah, like, she she chatted with me about it. But when I said I don't know what I want to do, she was like, well, you don't have to decide now. You're only fucking 17. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. And, and this thing, you know, you, you have, it like, um, I was saying this to someone the other day, like, it's seen as university is, like, the... Uh, once you finish school, the it's, thing. like, the thing. And I was, I was like, it's actually not for everyone. I went to university. Yeah. I hated it. Well, I know a lot of people who went, and a handful of them thought it was the best thing in the world, and a load of, them, a load of others thought, actually... No, and then I, I know a few people as well who were quite indifferent to the experience but haven't done anything with the degrees that they got. Yeah. So it was kind of a waste of time. But I, I honestly think that working at Music Zone for a bit and like actually making some friends was... That sounds really sad, like I didn't have any friends at high school, but it's kind of true because I went to a girls' school and girls are awful when mm. they're all grouped together. Guys, I don't want to make generalisations, but <laughs> girls who went to all girls' schools awful. are normally weird. They normally come out very weird with a very weird vibe towards oh. men. Don't want to make sweeping generalisations. I'm just talking experience. <laughs> and I'm not saying you are, Stacey. I'm oh, just saying. No, when I left... When I left school, so I went to college, but my college was attached to the same school. And the college was unisex, but not many boys went to it because there were so many girls just, like, knocking around the school. It was insane. God, girls would just hang off of them like leeches. It was disgusting. So there were only four boys, I think, in our whole college. So I didn't know how to behave around men, like, at all uh, when I left. And I remember when I first started working at Music Zone, there were, like, two guys there who were particularly nice to me, and immediately I was like, do I fancy them? I don't know. (laughs) What are these feelings? But you were really young when you started Music Zone. I was only, like, 17, 18. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of... It was baffling to me. I was like, I don't know what to do with male attention. It's upsetting. (laughs) And you are in a situation where you're hanging around. It was like, it was such a different environment to being Mm. in school. You know, you're making your own choices about what you're doing and mixing with different people. But I would tell anyone as well, like, going to a job in retail or the service industry is so good for you, like, in terms of preparing you for any other job you're oh, going to have. Oh, God, absolutely. Because you'll work weekends, you'll work late nights, you'll do dog shit work, you won't get paid very much. Yeah, but you have to be. learn customer service and, yeah. and dealing with nonsense. And um, it's like, 
you'll be grateful for every job you ever have done. <laughs> and and also, but it's some of the funniest times as well. Oh, you have yeah. some of the funniest times. I miss music zone. It was, it was so much fun. Because you're not, we're sales assistants, so you've not really mm. got any responsibility. You're just putting CDs out, like 200 Michelle McMahon CDs <laughs> at like a pound. 297. Yeah. I worked there for a year and a half, loved it. It was great. It was. What are you most grateful for? All of my Twitter followers, everyone who likes my tweets, everyone who retweets me, and everyone who loves me. Oh, I've got so many of those ca- categories. Now, listen, I saw that Sean Walsh, who's gone in the jungle, right, who I, you know, have my own opinions on, <laughs> he did a tweet where he was like, it's really annoying when people just like my tweet and they don't retweet it. It's like Ooh. being given vouchers instead of money. I mean, yeah, yeah, cheers, <laughs> but can you not do that? And I read that and I was infuriated. Every little like to me is a little kiss on the forehead. Every retweet is um, passionate embrace. <laughs> I love it. Everyone who loves me, I'm really grateful for that because you don't have to love me. It's a choice. <laughs> Loving me is a choice. And hey, baby, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> So, is it... Oh, I think it's me asking you this one. Okay. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? This one's hard. It's really hard because I don't know... But I think I know my answer. Uh, change anything about the way you were raised. So, we've, we've both been brought up in single-parent families. Yes, but I did live with my nan, granddad, two aunts, uncle, and mum and sister. <laughs> okay, so maybe so this is what you changed. quite different. No, actually, I, well, I, we'll get to me. <laughs> like this has been really genuine it changed anything about the way I was raised I wish I'd been more properly disciplined by my mum which is really hard for mum to discipline me and my brother because brother was a nightmare in terms of like both of us really looking after us both and we you know when you marry someone you don't expect to split up with them and uh, be left with two kids on your own working like a part time job I just wish that it's not her fault but I just wish that I'd had a bit more discipline because now I am very quick to give up on things and, and I have no restraints in, in various areas. So that can be learned. But uh, no, I think, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. Just, I do think in some ways it would have been nice to have like a proper family. I still saw my dad, but it was a proper family unit. And I used to mm. see families on the telly and think, oh, I wish I was in a family like that. But I've turned out fine. I think I've turned out pretty well. Thank you. I've just got to learn discipline. <laughs> Go on. You'll definitely learn it on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know, for the amount I talk about up the arse, I'm not sure. <laughs> Go on then, what would you, if you so could change So for me, you know, mine is going to be like a whole break in the entirety of society thing, but what I would love is if I hadn't been brought up in a house full of women who thought they were too fat, right? Mm. Because my mm. aunt, both of my aunts, my mum, my <laughs> my sister at some points during her life she grew up really thin but then gained a bit of weight when she got in her teens and that really upset her um, but like all I ever heard was I've got no clothes that fit I've got nothing I can wear to this party I've yeah. got nothing I can wear over here I'm so fat I can't get a boyfriend or I can't get a partner I can't keep a man like I'm so fat and disgusting it was all Rosemary Conley DVDs three yeah. or four nights a week Lizzie. it was uh, we've got the Weight Watchers book so we're only eating yeah. um, frozen no, my, fa- my favourite recipe in there and it was a recipe book right this is a recipe I'm saying in so many uh, inverted commas it was it was bird's eye hamburgers and tinned tomatoes on a plate that was it oh that was a meal God. that was a full meal well there's no carbs in that no because you're not allowed those because you can't have fun 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, I think if I if I'd have grown up in a world where like all of the women in my in my family were like just happy with themselves and how things were, I feel like my self esteem would be so much better than it is. But <laughs> luckily, I mean, we're in a time now where we're talking about body body positivity mm. being so popular. At least you're kind of okay. You know, yeah. you can see where those yeah. things are coming from. I think it, it, was, it was very damaging. It, yeah, it was one of those things where I think I could have come to the re, the, the realisation that actually my body isn't my value mm. much sooner if my entire life hadn't been brought up thinking that bodies and makeup and faces <laughs> weren't the only commodity a woman has. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was only the women as well. Because my granddad yeah. and my uncle were never on diets. And my, my uncle used to play a lot of football, but it was never because he needed to lose weight. It's because he liked football. Whereas when we did exercises, it wasn't because we enjoyed them. It was because we were too fat. <laughs> we I had to that. stop being so fat right now. When I was little, I used to think, oh, why is it all right for my uncle and, you know, the blokes down the pub to be big and fat, but it's not all right for me to be big and fat. That's not okay. Where is this thought com- process come from where it's like being fat is like the worst thing in the fucking world? I don't... Like, it riles me up so much and like I've got colleagues who often say things like oh you know I've been naughty today at a bagel and I'm like I want to kill you yeah it's not naughty to eat a bagel because bagels are nice <laughs> they're a bit unless you're nice. allergic yeah. to bagels and you're you're trying to do a suicide then <laughs> but eat that fucking bagel and chill out about it oh god I'm gonna have to get off my high horse but they, they would have been <laughs> so your aunties and your mom and your nan or whatever would have been had that idea of it oh, as yeah. being passed down I used to, to yeah I used to remember and it, and it was when I was only about 12 or 13 so I, and I hadn't even hit puberty then because I was a proper late bloomer I didn't start till I was almost 15 so like 12 or 13 I was a bit of a chubby kid and I remember like pushing all the furniture to the edge of the living room so me my mum and my nan could fit in there to do Rosie Conley DVDs <laughs> when I was 11 I mean like what world is this I remember that I was 11 years old and thinking I'm never gonna get a man <laughs> <laughs> it is true it is sort of true you were yeah you were thinking stuff like that I mean like us as a generation of women I remember oh, saying to my mum when I was about 11 I was in the last year of primary school six weeks holiday I was I was quite overweight for a child and I remember saying get me Lizzie uh, mad Lizzie from TVAM get me her DVD from the um, library and it was like Lizzie goes pop and it was these but it wasn't pop songs it's pop songs they'd written shit pop songs for it <laughs> this is oh, the no. summer that was on and she'd be doing these routines and I used to do it every day I used to day. I used to do these Rosemary Comedy DVDs so frequently now that certain songs trigger yeah, yeah. The, the movements in my mind like um oh what who is it that song that goes oh think twice oh it's just Phil another day. yeah that reminds me of the warm down for one of the Rosemary Conley I can't hear it now it really upsets me it's like Pavlov I'm like Ugh. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> it's like yeah that is so it's a trauma response it's been it's so <laughs> traumatic to be a female in the 90s <laughs> wasn't it and, and even before then I imagine oh god should we move on yes I think it's my turn to ask you question 11 uh, yeah. We've done a lot of this already. But I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to set a timer now because it says, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. So I'm going to set a timer <laughs> and it's four minutes. Four and minutes. you tell me your life story in as much detail as possible. And we're starting from now. Okay. Well, I was born in 1985. <laughs> my mum had given my dad a second chance 
and then regretted it almost immediately the instant I was born and binned him off again and told him, hey, you've had two chances, that's as many as you get with me, which I think was pretty sensible. So I grew up in a house, as I said, with my nan and granddad, my two aunts, my uncle, my slightly older sister, my mum and me. Uh, So it was utter chaos. I don't remember what privacy was like (laughs) in that house. I don't know that there was any. And I think even though I've ranted a bit about, you know, growing up in a house full of women who all thought they weren't good enough for life, I had a generally good, you know, childhood. Didn't, um, you know, got on well with most of my family. Bullied a bit at school because I was a bit of a teacher's pet, smart ass. Anybody who sees me now has no idea that I was like, because they're like, I can't, envision you at primary school because I don't remember you being there because I was so quiet and like yeah nonsensey but this person has was always there it's just that I was too scared to yeah, talk to yeah. people about it but yeah so primary school was as primary school usually is all right <laughs> bullied a bit but all right high school was dreadful uh hated going to a girl's school but it was literally like over the road from my house so it was the option I hate to like play into that stereotype of like, oh, girls, when they all get together, they're so bitchy. But it was the bitchiest atmosphere I've ever been in, in my entire, like, fights would break out and there would be hair pulling and people would be calling each other sluts. And it was just like, oh, I hate, I hated that school. How is there a wasp in my living room? <laughs> How is there a wasp? It's coming in here. How is it in here? Oh, my God, my God, it's massive. It's huge. <laughs> sorry guys sorry we're having a where did it go it went up to the light bulb oh, oh god there it is hello everybody we got mildly distracted by an overly large wasp that ruined our lives um, <laughs> but luckily rich was here too luckily we had a big burly man to come we're and strong rescue independent us. women yeah yeah <laughs> strong independent women shit ourselves that was so we've decided that my life story was being quite boring anyway and we've gone on you for decided, so long I decided yeah. we've gone on for so long already that we think what we're going to do is we're going to just skip over that question move on to the next one and that we're going to go up to halfway on this so we're going up to question 18 and then for the further 18 questions I guess you've just got to watch this space to find out whether <laughs> or not Ruth and I fall madly in love with each other uh, at the end of these 36 questions so yeah. I think this is my turn to ask you isn't it go on If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Now, can it be like, uh, you know, know, bring dead people back to life? I think so. That's an ability. (laughs) What I would say, I actually might change this question a bit and say one quality and one ability Mm. because they're so wildly massive topics. I feel like picking one is, is huge. One quality... I'd like, like, as I touched on earlier, I would like to be more disciplined. I'd like okay. to be more committed to things that I do and not just kind of give up or stop doing them just because I don't like them. Although I do think it's good to give up things you don't like. Ability, the ability to hmm. be a world champion at darts. Okay. I'd love to be darts. I wasn't champion. expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, other things like, on, you know, integrity, but now I want to be darts world champion. I'm playing a lot of darts at the moment. I'm getting better, but I'm only hitting the ball, not when I'm aiming for it, it's pure flu. <laughs> that's, that's... I don't like darts because I'm scared that the darts will bounce back at me, so I just they won't. They I'm scared won't. of them. No, no, they won't. 
So that, that they're, okay. they're my two. Okay. Well, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm picking a quality, I want to be decisive. Mm. I would love to be able to make a decision about anything without overthinking, like, what if this person doesn't like that? Or what if yeah. this ends up upsetting this person? Or what if I do that and then that means this? What I would look... Because, like, I put that level of overthinking to simple decisions like, what do I want for dinner? Yeah. So, like, me and Rich will be out and he'll go, where do you want to eat? And I'll go, I don't mind anywhere. And he's like, well, what about here? And I'm like, mm, no, not, not there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> but he's like, but where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't, I don't mind. I'll go wherever you want to go. Which is just, like, the <laughs> fucking worst. I don't know how he even fucking married me. But, uh, yeah, so I'd love to be able to just be like, here's a decision. Yeah, Let's and we're that. sticking with it. And then for an ability, I'd love to be able to play the bass. Ooh, a slap of the bass. A slap of the bass. Because yeah. I love the idea of being in a band and being musically talented. That's actually possibly going to... Ooh, that might have muscled its way into my three things I look for in a partner because I do uh, like a musical yeah. talent. But I don't want to be fronting a band. Yeah. Uh, drums seems like too much effort. Yeah. Go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna slap some bass just off on the corner. But bassists are always cool as well. Yeah. Oh, and that, I'm definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. Absolutely that. <laughs> so I think it's my turn now for question it is. thirteen. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you like to know? I don't think I want to know anything. Oh, because yeah. I am, a, like I was just saying, a very anxious, overthinky kind of person. Yeah. And I think knowing a single thing would just set me off for months on a path of overthinking and stress. And I just think it's just easier to not know, isn't it? <laughs> There's only one thing I want to know. The bloody lottery numbers, if you know what I mean. That's, that's all I want to know. Yeah, to be fair, that would be great. That would actually be great. That's the one thing I'm asking for. Well, you've used your question. You've said you didn't want to know anything. So that's, that's true. That. I've ruined it now, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. All right. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? So the, the only thing, and this is going to be a serious answer, the only thing that I dreamed of doing for a long time and hadn't done it, but I've done it now was just to be publicly like publicly write comedy stuff tweets yes. uh just to just to just to kind of show myself because i'm really shy and uh i'll be, always be like but what if it's not funny that'll kill me if think that i write something it's not funny i'll just be so sad and then in lockdown like i just thought oh if people want to if if I want people to see me, I've got a show for them things. Yeah, so you I have just... to actually be there in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I started writing stuff, submitting stuff, didn't get anywhere, and then I started doing stuff on Twitter, and yeah, and and then that's kind of gone from there. But the only reason why I hadn't done it is because I'm really shy, and I've just had to sort of get over that. It's hard to put yourself out there, mm. especially as a woman. Being a woman on the internet is much less fun. You know, and I know, I know what you're saying, but I don't find I've I. I know what you mean. I don't get as much... I don't get a lot of... Grass No, no. And I think I just generally tend to ignore that. I don't get many dick pics or anything like that. Uh, I'm, it's, it's actually fine. This is not an invitation. It's not. <laughs> Neither of us want to see any penises. But do you find that then as a woman on the internet? So, so you've been well, doing this for longer than me. I don't tend to find things like dick pics and that sort of thing. What I get more is, what do you know about Star Wars? Mm. Because I'm talking a lot about pop culture and yeah, things. Yeah. People will be like, I bet you haven't even read a fucking comic. And I'm like, I don't want to have to prove my fucking nerd credentials yeah. every time I have a conversation with somebody. Especially because my memory's really bad. So like, people will say to me, ah, but what happened in like, you know, Star 
Star Wars, blah, 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 in this scene. And I'm like, I don't remember. I saw that film Why would like 30 say- years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> Why would anyone say that? Oh, blokes do that all day. I remember being at the gym once when I was trying to lose some weight for my wedding. And I was wearing a Scott Pilgrim t-shirt. And it was the, it was like, it was like the comic designs. Because obviously the, the film came after the comics. And some bloke... Just like sort of wandered up to me and went, bet you haven't even read that fucking comic, have you? No. Just out of nowhere at the gym, so I gave him a card for the podcast and I just walked off, which is the sassiest oh, I think I've ever been in my life. Um, but I was so pissed off at that because I was like, I can't even escape it at the gym when I'm not even trying to be nerdy. It was just a t-shirt that was big <laughs> that I just wanted to wear at the gym. You said that? Um, God, that's so weird for a guy at the gym. To so bizarre. That. I hate going to the gym by myself, so I don't do it anymore. Was it a gym around here? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it was. I used to go to the, uh, the one in the says. city centre. Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> the one in the city centre that's like, you know, £10 a month and shit. <laughs> I can't believe that. But what's the thing that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and you haven't done it? Uh, going to Japan because I'm terrified of flight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love to, I'd still love to go to Japan. I'd studied Japanese for like six or seven years and fully, like, yeah, learned stuff and like love the language and I love like. Just, like, all the temples. I'd love to go to, like, all the rural bits and, like, go to all the proper temples and do, like, the ceremonies and stuff. But I couldn't even get myself on a plane to go to Belgium. We had to get the Eurostar. So I'm a very frightened person. (laughs) But flying is scary. Um, But, yeah, would would love to go there. It would be but it's just expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's also a reason why I'm doing it. It's (laughs) because I'm not that rich. Is this my question to you? Question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? This is hard. And I'm not saying this to get to fish for compliments. I don't feel like I've accomplished that much. (laughs) Like, in the grand scheme of things. Like, I've not, you know, like, won an Olympic medal or, like, cured a disease or done something, like, major. I think... Can it count as an accomplishment that, as an asexual person, I found a non-asexual man, married him, and have kept him somehow, <laughs> despite the fact that that like that it shouldn't really happen? Uh, and like, I would go as far as to say that we might be one of the healthiest relationships I know of in like all of my friend and family groups. Yeah, I'd say that is. <laughs> I'd say as well, like sort of you realising you're asexual and coming oh, to terms God. with it and accepting what yourself. What a day that was. Like that is quite an accomplishment because it's not it's not one for every day, is it? No. And to be fair as well, that was one of the things that was like really affecting my self-esteem during my more formative years. Because when, when I started dating Rich... Like, I was, I was only 20, so I wasn't, like, far out of college and stuff. And um, and I didn't know asexuality was even a thing. And I just thought, I'm just a late bloomer. Like, eventually, I'll be like, yeah, stick it in me, lads. <laughs> and, um, and it was only when I started, like, getting really into a relationship with Rich that I was like, okay, no, I actually genuinely love this man, but I still want, don't want to go to Bone Town. Like, what's happening? <laughs> so in my head, I was like, oh, you're insane. You're either insane or, like, all of your innards are broke. They're not working properly. Like, something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. And so, like, for a long time, I beat myself up about being terrible. And I just thought, like, I'm just not a normal human being. Like, what a disaster I am. So, yeah, finding out I was asexual, it was like... Just like, you yeah. know, all the clouds cleared and there was a rainbow and it was like, oh. That's <laughs> some accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like an accomplishment because my doctor just sort of went, have you thought that you might be asexual? And I was like, of course I have. Furiously Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Got home and I was like, what is asexuality? Is there a test? <laughs> and also, I mean, like you're talking about 
other accomplishments. You got the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Did do and that's for someone... and the three live shows were pretty big accomplishments. Yeah, and you're a shy person, you know, with anxieties, and you've done yeah. that. Well, that's that's why the live shows were such a big accomplishment, I think, because I spent most of them shitting myself at talking to new people for twenty four hours straight. Um, but but that so that's huge. <laughs> the come downs afterwards were huge. <laughs> that's why there hasn't been one for a while. But you, anyway. might ge- you might gear back up to it at some point. <laughs> What's your greatest accomplishment? Do you think? Um, I think just uh, just not not being too um, mad. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Just just getting. Through, I, I'm happy to get through each day. Do you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah, like like to have got this far. Yeah, yeah. in life because life's very difficult. It is in many ways. It is. So uh, that's kind of uh, you know that's it. Yeah, there was a period during like lockdown and stuff, especially when Rich was sick. Where I was like, the fact that you've got up and got dressed today is good. Well done, you. Pat on the back. And I think more people need to realise that that is, in fact, yeah, genuinely an accomplishment at some times in your life. Probably getting through that, living on my own, and although I mean, I like being on my own, so it's fine. But like, (laughs) uh, you did, you did go, you did go a bit mad. Um, Yeah, just just getting through, growing up in Darlington, getting through that. Uh, this is me asking you, isn't it now? I think. Question 16. 16, oh, we're almost there. Uh, what do you value most in a friendship? Um, the ability to cancel on someone and both of you are fine with it. Oh, no is a full sentence, baby. Yeah. If you, if you text me and say, I don't want to come here tonight, I'll be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish more people would do that rather than making up excuses. Like, mm, don't know, or wait until I'm already out and then going, oh, actually, I don't think I can make it. Someone on the, at the start of the day saying, I know we're supposed to do something tonight. If they say to me, I can't be asked, love it. I'm like, yeah, yeah 100%. No, it's all shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't be asked to meet you. No, I won't oh, take yeah. offence at that. I'll be absolutely fine with it. I'm not going to think you hate me. That is what I value most. I am very much an introvert, but in the sense of like when I'm with people that I genuinely enjoy the company of, I could talk until the cat. We've seen that today. We've we've chatted. We've talked probably a bit too much. Probably a bit too (laughs) much. So like I do sometimes need to go out and see people and get and like recharge those batteries. Mm. But yeah, if if I was supposed to go out somewhere and somebody said to me, "Oh, actually, no, I don't want to," I'd be like. Great. Great. I'm going to put my pyjamas on. Yeah. Get a kettle on or a tot. Yeah. Sorted. Throw a film on. Lovely. That's it. <laughs> just, as, just as good a time. Yeah. I think for me, what I value in a friendship, sort of leading on from that is honesty. Yeah. Like I just yeah. want people to tell me like yeah. if I've done something wrong yeah. or if I've upset them in some way yeah. or if they just don't want to do a thing, just, te- just tell me. I can handle it. I'm a grown lady. <laughs> For me, the blunt of the bat, if someone... I would have appreciated a lot of times in my life, my friends going, right, you're acting like a cunt now. You're, at, you're, you're, mate, you're showing your arsehole. Yeah. being less of a twat. You're showing your arsehole. And I would be, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. Because you don't know unless someone tells you. No. I remember, like, when I... And this was, like, back when I was at college. So, to be fair, we were all young and stupid. But I fell out with one of my, like, fairly close friends from college... And I never knew why. And then about three years later, I met. I saw. I bumped into her brother in the city centre, and he was like, "Oh, I miss you. Like, what happened to you?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, she just stopped speaking to me." And I remember him saying, "Oh, yeah." She said that you weren't upset enough when our dad got sick. I was like, I didn't know your dad was sick. I never knew. But that's why we fell out, oh apparently. But she'd never told me. She'd told, like, one other of our friends, our mutual friends, and they hadn't shared it around because they didn't think it was their news to share which is fair yeah so that's why she'd never spoke to me again 
<laughs> I did try to contact her then and say like I didn't know yeah, but I thought I do you know, know what I'll just, just, just leave it it's gone it's, gone. it's too long isn't it but yeah. Uh, yeah so just be honest with people just be honest yeah we won't be offended not at all couldn't care less <laughs> um, right is it me asking you I think so number 17 what is your most treasured memory uh, this is going to sound really cliche and sad but it's got to be my wedding day because it was literally the best day of my entire life thus far. Mm. And everybody else seemed to have a great time too, which was wonderful. Because I knew I was going to enjoy it, regardless of what happened. It would have had to have gone horribly wrong in many ways for it to be bad for me. Because at the end of the day, I was marrying Rich, wasn't I? Yeah. But like everybody afterwards came to me and said, like, that was a great wedding. Like the ceremony, short and sweet, loved it. Straight <laughs> to the food, job done. Now there's a party. Partied till like fucking 1am, that's it, bed, job done, great. We had a really nice Mario cake as we well. We did, oh, it was, God, crispy. It was delicious. Yeah, Christie's. Oh, God, it was so nice. Really nice. Um, yeah, like everything about that day as well, because I have got a bad memory, but I can remember nearly everything about that day. Mm. I remember giggling a lot during the ceremony because I knew if I didn't laugh, I would cry, and I thought, I don't want everyone to see me cry, even though it's a wedding and everybody cries, so like, what difference does it make? But... Um, Oh, what a day that was. It was a, a guys, I wish you could have been there. It was a great day. I'm sorry that Stacey didn't care about you all through <laughs> yeah, but you know. Some of the people that are listening to this probably, I probably it. Uh, it was limited numbers. It was it was really <laughs> nice. It was a lovely day. Uh treasured memory, you know, up until very recently, I like, this is gonna sound really miserable, but I haven't had many good memories. But I'll pull living with um Chantel, my best friend in Warsaw for a year. Oh. We always say that these were the best memories of our life because I like Warsaw. Some people don't. I like it. <laughs> we lived above the art gallery in a nice flat. Uh, we just had a nice time making bagels and for each other and just uh, eating crisps together and going shopping. Just spending that that year with with Chantal, uh, my rock, my love, my of my life was just really nice. So it gives us and we, we both gives us a nice feeling when we go back to Warsaw. Oh, that's really sweet. Uh, I'm hoping in the future I build more memories that aren't from 2010. <laughs> <laughs> like to be is. fair, the past the past handful of years have not been great. They've not been great for the old memories. The old memory bank. No, this is a terrible question to end on. I know. I saw this question. One. 18. Question 18. Hey, what's your most terrible, awful, God. worst memory of your entire life? Dredge up some trauma, please. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Don't dredge up any trauma. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, not no. gonna make you dredge up any. I'm not gonna dredge up any trauma. I'm just gonna say that up until. Recently, like I said, I, I didn't have very many good memories, uh, just for various reasons, and um, so I don't. Uh, let me think of like maybe a funny one. Terrible memory. Terrible. What's your most? Can I imagine asking someone that? What's your most terrible memory? Imagine being like your first date with someone, yeah. and then like, hey, what I'm awful sure. shit has happened to you? Most please. Terrible memory. God, I remember when on mine and Richie's first date, I decided to tell him about how uh, we once went to. I think it was painting zoo and we accidentally got a video of some monkeys jacking off <laughs> which i thought was a really funny story to tell someone i've just met i think rich would appreciate that i think he did to be fair <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm I like honestly I've, I've got a bad memory as well and i've drank so much in my life i feel like there's huge gaps in my head um just terrible memory like terrible memory hiding behind a clear glass oh yeah sorry, display I, no. from someone in a Greg's <laughs> yeah I used to work in Greg's and I tried to hide from someone under the clear glass <laughs> terrible memories I've tried I think I've just forgotten them all 
Um, I think that's good. Don't dredge them up for this. <laughs> anytime I've drank a stout in a craft beer place that says it tastes like Guinness and it tastes like fucking Senecott. There, my ter- that's my that's the terrible memory I'm ending on. What about you? Stout? Well, I can tell you one of my most embarrassing memories. Okay, let's do that. Which I have already told on Kerrang Radio once before, mm. uh, which won me a load of uh, very sort of Kerrang CDs like Stone Sour and that sort yes. of thing. Yeah, soil. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think maybe uh, oh who did Down with the Sickness Disturbed, that was disturbed. a band uh, who I actually thought were good at the time and Me probably too. still do and I like the album so yeah, I, yeah. Um, so I was in uh, high school uh, so um, picture this if you will right up until I was fifteen when I when I finally hit puberty and hit my growth spurt I was four foot eleven short round braces uh, teach, I've seen pictures you were very beautiful teachers pet big bushy hair just. Just, just like a bully's dream. I really loved having a little pick hold on me because I was just like a little tiny ball of disaster. So I'm running to a class because I'm, I'm a little bit late. Well, I wasn't late, but I was stressing that I might be late because I was a teacher's pet. So I was running to this class and I slipped down a little staircase. It's only like 13 steps, but I literally slipped in such a way that I flew like sort of almost Superman style from top to bottom and landed on my tits on the floor. <laughs> at the bottom with my legs trailing up the stairs and my skirt around my waist so my pants were just out to everyone and I just lay there because I'd crushed my own chest and I was like wheezing because it hurt so much and everyone just carried on walking or pointing and laughing nobody I was there for a good two and a half minutes before a teacher came by and was like do you need help and I was like yes oh no it's crazy had to literally like pick me up scooting my skirt down take me to the nurse to just check that I've got massive bruise all along my decolletage yeah oh what a disaster that was I was so embarrassed all I could think while I was lying there was my knickers are out and I can't do it about it that's not only an embarrassing memory it's terrible it is pretty terrible it's the brief it's pretty terrible isn't it it's the brief pretty terrible so yeah so 18 more questions in the future that hopefully aren't quite so depressing so yeah we've we've had to cut it off here because time's dragging on and um, it needs to be a two-parter it needs to be a two-parter we had a wasp yeah uh, (laughs) Stacey's husband's been banished we had a wasp so we're going to come back to it and then hey you'll find out whether our love has deepened whether it's faded away after all these questions we've got to know each other a little more intimately it's a good way to get to know someone I think I liked it I enjoyed it I loved it I love that like I'm very much an open book if people ask me anything I'll probably tell them so it's nice to have a little guide I would say if I ever went on a date which I wouldn't do because I don't date I would take these questions guys you're welcome to look them up and, and do them yeah um, did you want to do a... let's do our little song recommendation section first yeah uh, do you want me to go first or yes you... You, go, you go first okay, so I'm, well, I'm digging up my song now I decided to pick a song that makes me think of you because I thought that would be appropriate oh. of this and I don't know how well I don't know how much you're going to go are based on what I've chosen go on uh, Ain't No Date by Jimmy Nail yes <laughs> I am going to go are because that's a fucking banger <laughs> so I unashamedly love that song even though many yeah, people would be like what are you talking about it's Jimmy Nail but it's a great song and it just every time I hear it now I just think of being at karaoke with you oh it's a, she's lying it's a great she's song lying. so if we're on that theme of picking a song that reminds me of you mm-hmm. I'm going to go for The Call The Backstreet Boys oh of uh, course Let's Be The Answer 
worry. That's just want to tell you, don't worry. I will be late. Don't stay up. And anyway, <laughs> the guys can look it at themselves. It's a story. It's a little song about an adultery. Adultery up the arse. A, a dying phone. Uh, it's um, we're going to a place nearby. I gotta go. Very good. So if we're going on that vibe, when we'll pick other songs for the next, for the day. next time, for our next, when date. we do it next time. Thanks for listening. I've been Dan Cackroyd on Twitter. Ruth Osco. Stacey's been Stacey. I've been me. She's been Stace Bob. She's Stace Bob. She Stacey's parlour probably is the better one because that's where I post more. She has a private account. Twitter. She has a podcast account. I do the private account. It's mostly just me ranting about buses that don't turn up. Still a good read. <laughs> Still, a good, Still read. a good read. Thank you so much for joining me in the parlour, Ruth. It's Absolute been a delight. Pleasure. I cannot wait to come back and finish their questions. And then we'll be madly in love, uh, and we'll commit hoping. our own low phone ad- adultery times. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Poor Richard. Hey, bye everyone. Have a fucking jolly whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Bye. Love you all for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!